Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. of people read online reviews for local businesses, but only 5 to 10% of consumers actually write reviews. Oh, that sucks. A single negative review can drive away 22% of customers, where three negative reviews can drive away 59% of business. Yikes. And despite The negative reviews, though, 78% of consumers say that seeing management respond to the reviews makes the person believe that the business actually cares about them. Whew, my goodness. (laughs) Today's episode is all about reviews because reviews are essential to the growth of your pet business. And I'm going to share three things that I really, really want you to think about when it comes to reviews but also some of the craziest stories from my own pet business owner experience and the reviews I received. I'd say half the time, the bad reviews were my fault, especially in the early years. But as I learned how to run a better business, our reviews changed. The whole review experience changed, actually. And I'm going to cover all of that with you today on this episode so that you feel more confident about getting reviews and responding to reviews. Welcome to the Boss Your Business Podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candice Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses, and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you, mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. 
So customer reviews are a hot topic in pet businesses, actually with all small businesses. We know we need them. We sometimes are afraid to ask for them. And we oftentimes are very triggered by getting a review, whether it's good or bad. That first instance of, oh my gosh, I just got a new notification. I got a review can either send knots in your stomach or excitement in your heart. Either way, it's just has this polarizing effect on us as small business owners because we care so, so much about our businesses, our team, our customers' experience, the pets that we care for. And it can feel like a personal attack sometimes when these reviews come through. So the whole topic of customer reviews tends to be a hot topic in the small business ownership world. Pet Boss Club members, you have access inside your Pet Boss Club portal with all kinds of resources for you, whole guides on exactly how to respond, tips to help you collect more reviews, as well as some templates you can play around with and that sync with your Canva accounts. And for you today listening, this is going to be a really good show. I know it will be because I've got some crazy stories to share with you and some really interesting statistics too. Reviews are essential to the growth of your business. They 100% impact it. And it's a really, really important part for you to focus on, especially when you think about all the marketing that you do. You're not just doing social media or email marketing. You have got to get a strategy around collecting and responding to reviews because reviews impact the whole brand experience, the whole customer experience. Because like I said at the top, 98% of people will read online reviews about a local business. So this means you can't ignore it. You see, your local reviews will actually help you sell more products, help you sell more services, and you can use them in all your other marketing, okay? You can use them as testimonials or case studies. You can put them in your email marketing, put them on your website, integrate them into your social media, there are also really interesting ways that you can learn to grow your business even more or find ways to surprise and delight your customers all through the review process. But more importantly, as we think about how you're spending your marketing dollars, it's really hard to try to find new customers to your business or to the products and services that you sell. However, consumers will trust their peers 12 times more than what you are saying to them which is why it's so important to collect this information and then continue to share it with your customers, okay? All right, I told you that I would share some crazy reviews or interesting stories with you from my pet business owner past. And some come very clear to mind to me, one specifically, but as I decided to do this podcast topic, I thought, what the heck? Let me go on to Yelp. Let me pull up Google. Let me let me just type in the name of my pet business from the past and and let's read some of these from like 2008 and 2010 just just for fun. And you know what happens? I'm immediately like in knots. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate even looking at them. And what's interesting, I think, at least from my business owner perspective for back then was that I started my business before Facebook and really before like even Google reviews was a big deal. Yelp was that first review platform and man, people went crazy on Yelp. If you had a business back in the day when Yelp was in its heyday, you, you get it, right? We lived in the fear of the next bad Yelp review and we made all decisions about our business that way and it was not good. 
Anyway, as I was doing my research for this podcast, kind of going down memory lane, I found one from Dana G that gave us two stars. And I had to share this one with you because it cracked me up so much. She says in all caps, I love all their products. There's 13 O's in this one, right? I love all their products. And then it says, I hate how nosy they are. They're all wanting to know about you and your dog. I'm just trying to shop. Sheesh. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh. Like I'm cracking up because most people would love for you to ask about their dog and to probe more. And I, we teach you to, to have conversations with your customers instead of just letting them shop. Because of course, all the negative reviews are like, they were too busy on their phone. They were talking to each other. They ignored me. I just thought that one was funny from Dana to even <laughs> to even give us a bad review because we, we try to talk to her too much. Anyway, I thought that one was funny. I have other ones I'm going to share with you that kind of play into some of the lessons I want to make sure that you take away from this episode. But I cannot have an episode about reviews without sharing my crazy, I want to say I'm a stalker story that funneled through reviews. And this really could be a whole episode, but I'm going to try to just distill it down for you. So here's the story. I started getting bad reviews pretty consistently for my little pet boutique when I had only one location. I eventually had three. But for the first location, I started getting some bad reviews. And they worked like once a week. It was happening like once a week. And in my mind, I was like, I don't even recognize these customers. I'm not really sure what their experience was. But you know, here I'm a new business owner and online reviews are new to me anyway, too. But I was just like, oh my gosh, like people are really having a bad experience. It's really just me and one other person. And I'm, I'm doing everything I can to keep this business successful. But I wasn't there for all the hours we were open. I wasn't possibly there to handle every situation. And it was interesting the way these reviews were crafted. I couldn't really pinpoint it to any particular day or person or what, the, what was happening. And I, of course, I thought maybe it's my competitor, right? Maybe a local competitor is just writing bad reviews. But they were all like very different personalities online. And I don't know, it just seemed strange. Anyway, and then I opened a second location and they kept happening. And I was like, this is nuts. And I started to realize that some of them were connected and friends. But then what started happening is my friends that owned another pet business in in town, I'm going to give them a shout out. They're no longer open, but they were soggy paws. If any of you guys remember the Chicago market and there was a pet business, they did self-washes called soggy paws. It was Paul and Kevin. And they started seeing these online reviews that were happening on my pet business page and they couldn't believe it. And they were like, this, you're lying. And they basically started fighting back with this reviewer for me. And it was totally nuts. And they were texting me and calling me and they're like, this is like crazy. How can they even be saying this stuff online about you? And I was like, I know, I don't know what to do. And anyway, they were going to bat for me. And I felt like at least I had this like alliance with my competitors in the area that I wasn't crazy, right? That something was wrong. Anyway, what ended up happening is I did some digging and these online profiles were all friends of each other's, right? And they were leaving reviews different places. And it turns out that one of the people that they were all friends with, the only common denominator here was a girl who was working for a pet sitting company that we recommended all the time. Now, it also turns out that this girl was a customer of mine at one point and had applied for a job with me, but I did not hire her. Okay. This was this person. I then decided that, okay, 
Now, I didn't hire her because at the time she honestly, I think, was just more introverted than the the type of person I needed for my sales floor. In retail, we love to have people who are really outgoing, want to talk to customers, engage with them, engage with dogs. Maybe Dana, our two-star reviewer, would have loved this person because they wouldn't have talked to her. But that was the impression I got, right? She wasn't the right fit for my company for that specific job I was hiring for. So I did not hire her. She found a job at this other pet sitting company who we referred a ton of business to. So I started thinking, all right, I think that this person is, is that person. I don't know for sure though, but I'm going to say something to the business owner because actually I'm now realizing where this story started. I haven't told the story in so long, but if we go back a little bit, what ended up happening before I got all these crazy reviews, she made a review on my business page as herself, but that was a negative review and then left a great review on the pet sitter page, which is how I realized that she was obviously unhappy with us. Okay. And I talked to the owner of that pet sitting business and I was like, listen, I know that we do a lot of business together and I know you have no control over what your employees do, but Hey, I'm just giving you a heads up that this person, one of your employees, it's clearly easy to figure this out based on her Yelp profile that she's left this negative review for us. Could you maybe talk to her or I don't know. So anyway, my friend decides that she's going to tell this person that that's absolutely unprofessional, that they get a lot of business from us. This is a business friendship, a business partnership, and she needs to take that review down now, or she's going to be fired is what she was told. She takes her review down, but that is when all of those reviews kick up and get a little crazy. And so then I start thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, again, I'm thinking all these people don't like us, which I don't understand. I now have multiple locations. It's just getting out of hand. This maybe went on for six to eight months. Like it was weird. <laughs> it was just strange. I'm growing businesses, trying to be a better manager with my team members. And then these reviews were just like coming out of nowhere. And anyway, eventually I realized that there's this common denominator. And and I really, but I didn't know that at the time I was thinking, I was so paranoid. I'd go grocery shopping because I had the grocery store was across the street from our store and I lived on that same block too. I was so paranoid that like people were like judging me on every decision I made because it had gotten so out of hand in these reviews. It was nuts. Okay. But I couldn't, it didn't, it, it wasn't like, I don't know, maybe, maybe now I could, would it make more sense that they were fake or something? I don't know. Cause we have more online experience now, but I don't know. It just didn't really seem right. Anyway, I decide to send a message to Yelp and I was like, I think that this person, and I listed all the accounts and there were like 25 of them, these 25 different personalities or something, profiles. I think that these people are all coming from the same IP address. Can you please double check and confirm? Cause that would go against your guidelines. And sure enough, it took maybe a week and they had gone through and responded and said, yes, I was correct. They were all coming from that same IP address that went against their policies. And so they wiped them. They wiped all her accounts. They wiped all the reviews. And now these people were not just reviewing on my profile. They were reviewing on multiple businesses. So all that work of that person was just taken away. <laughs> it was crazy. What happens? Now she's mad. Okay. So now this person starts calling and threatening my employees that they're, she's going to come and beat them up after work. We had to get police involved. We had to file police reports. It was crazy, 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 crazy. We as small business owners deal with so much, don't we? I know you do. I sure did. We even had a lady throw a bag of treats at us once <laughs> inside our store. <laughs> we had to like duck out of the way. Okay. This is good. I know you've dealt with some crazy things too. So my story 
while it might seem totally insane, is probably not too far off from something that you have experienced in your life. So for me, that's why I was thinking about looking back at these reviews. Oh my gosh, I was being like so triggered. Every time my phone would ding or it had an email came through that you've got a review or a new review, I was like, oh, let me open it and see what it is. And most of the time, the majority of the time, they were awesome reviews. But every now and again, that one star review comes through and it's oh, the stab in the heart, the punch in the stomach, the, the nervous energy, at least for me, always gets heightened. So I don't want you to feel that way. No. So if you've ever had that experience, I want you to know that businesses do get bad reviews. It just happens. Okay. Actually there are, is a small percentage, but a small percentage of customers will only leave bad reviews and only a lot of probably a larger percentage actually only think to leave a review when they have had a bad experience. And so that's why I bring up that only five to 10% of customers ever write reviews. That means all those people that love you and support you and book appointments with you and for grooming or that come into your business or that hire you for dog training classes or that use you for boarding, all those people need to be encouraged to leave you a review so that those five-star reviews and the good things outshine the bad ones. Okay. Because of course, negative reviews do drive away business. They impact business, but it's all about how we as the business owners handle everything. Okay. How we handle everything. There's a couple things I want you to think about as we, as you deal with reviews and some things that I knew I could learn from this. So the first lesson in this, the first thing I want you to know about online reviews is that you need to respond to all of them. Okay. Respond to the good, respond to the bad, respond to every single one of them. And there's a stat that 53% of consumers expect a business to respond to the negative ones, at least within a week. Okay. So you do have some time, right? So when that bad review comes, I don't want you to just become that keyboard warrior yourself and be like, you know what, lady? No, I'm kidding. I don't, but I'm not kidding that I don't want you to do that right away. I really want you to, to think about how, what happened, collect some facts if you have to, give yourself some time to think about it, write the review you really want to write first, but don't post it. Give yourself some time to think about it, even if you need to sleep on it for 24 hours. That is better than um, being reactive in that moment, okay, and responding. So you've got about a week, <laughs> what the stats tell us. And I will link to some of these articles that I've pulled these statistics from because they're fascinating. There's one article that has 60, let's see here, it says 60 facts and statistics about online reviews. All right. And it was written last year, but it's got amazing, amazing things to think about. And it links to all their articles as well. So I'll go to that one. You can visit that at petboss.com forward slash episode 115. Okay. So you need to respond to all the reviews. Okay. One, this is important because you, in some scenarios, if it's a bad review, you are trying to maybe save that relationship. Okay. Not everybody who leaves a bad review is, should never be your customer again, or maybe even would never not consider coming back to your business again. So there is a chance that you could smooth over that relationship. I have done that in more than one occasion, especially in the grooming area, right? Somebody's unhappy with their groom. They immediately go online. And I have in many occasions been able to win that customer over, win them back and actually build a healthy relationship with them. Okay. So please remember that you are in the business of serving customers. You are in the business of helping people and their pets 
And we all have different ways that we communicate and respond. And we all have different things that are going on in our lives, different times. Okay. It's up to you if you want to try to save the relationship, but I think there's a way there that you can still offer amazing customer service or if that's not the case, your post and your response is actually influencing future customers, right? It's letting other people who are reading your reviews because 98% of people go look at reviews before deciding to do business with a local business. Your response is actually benefiting these future shoppers. Okay. Now I'm not saying that you need to coddle to the person or give in and admit all wrongdoing. I'm not saying that, but there needs to be some sort of apology, empathizing with their situation, maybe further explaining why a certain thing happened the way it happened or a policy you might have or decisions that you make. I always like to say that (laughs) we'll look into further training with our team members. You bring up a really valid point. We need to research how we handle this in the future and we'll review this, whatever it is. So anyway, I need you to respond to all reviews, the good and the bad, but also by responding to all your reviews, It actually is good for your SEO. Now you can't rely solely on it for SEO, but it is good for your SEO, all right? Because you can insert different keywords that you are for your area, for your city, and it just, it can help you get picked up in some other parts of Google reviews and stuff, okay? Help you get seen. So there are benefits to responding. This was a huge missed opportunity for me. This was a big aha that I had right before hitting record for this episode was going back and looking at reviews from 2008, gosh, all the way to probably what, 2015, 2016 for my retail store. And there were hardly any responses from us as a business. Back then, that was probably okay. But now that will never work, okay? You have to respond. You're mainly responding because you're showing all the other people that you care about these situations, okay? You care that they took the time to write a review about your business, all right? So you have to respond. Lesson number two here about reviews is that I want you to use these reviews as an opportunity to grow. They really are an opportunity to grow. Maybe there's a policy that you might need to change. Let's say a return policy, (laughs) or maybe there's a way that you could track information better. And if you'd track information better in your software systems or where you ring people up, that you would have all of that extra data that you need to be able to help a customer out if you do have strict policies. For example, (laughs) this is a scenario where one of those bad reviews was all my fault. And it literally starts with, this review is for the owner. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh. And the situation was that this customer came in, was talking about a harness that she wanted to maybe return. I don't know. I actually am so foggy about the whole situation. Not that I don't remember it because I remember the situation vividly. I don't know how we got to this point. I don't know how it escalated to this point. Anyway, she has her harness on this dog. She says that her mom bought the harness here at our store. I knew that we sold that brand, but I knew we never had that harness pattern, but we weren't really logging the different harness patterns in our point of sale system. And I was just like, I would never have sold that. There's no way that we don't even have that size. We rarely carry that size. And I couldn't have any of this person's information in my system. And 
I didn't have her mom's information in the system. And she was like saying, basically, so you're calling my mom a liar. I'm like, no, I'm not saying that she's a liar. I just don't, I don't remember having that harness here. And I don't know. I must've felt like I was like, had to be right. Who knows what I was going through (laughs) that day, but I, I don't even know that she wanted to return it anyway. It sounded like she needed to to return it is where we were going. And I was like, to give you a refund or to even exchange it, like I have no proof that it was purchased here. And I don't believe that we even sold it. So basically I had called her mom a liar. And so anyway, so this woman goes on to the the interwebs and she leaves us this one-star review and it's all my fault. She tells the story. And then of course she ends it with, But this is why I love shopping at, and she shares the name of the other local pet business, the pet boutique that was like really close. So then of course my mind is, I bet she came in just to, because she likes that competitor. But in the moment, and I was just so irritated about the situation for whatever reason. But then later I realized, who cares? Who cares? That harness was probably like, maybe it cost me $15, maybe less than that. I don't know. And if I had given her store credit, great. Maybe we could have actually, maybe she would have saved that relationship. Maybe she would have been like, wow, I normally shop at this other place, but I was really blown away by her business. That could have been the difference in that review because that interaction I had with her about our return policy, or even that I couldn't find anything in my system, totally stressed me out. It totally stressed her out. And then we got this bad review, probably thought about it a lot. It probably bothered me a long time. My emotions and my time and my staff's time is way worth more and our brand reputation. And now what everybody else can see on that is way worth more than the $15 to have just given her store credit on that. Right. That's a long story to tell you that the reviews and what comes up sometimes are opportunities for us as business owners to look at a policy that may need to change. Like return policies are, were often one that people I think used to like to complain about. There also were a lot on ours about like employees not engaging with the customers. And so I feel like when I wasn't around or maybe when a manager wasn't around, employees would stand behind the counter and talk to each other maybe or look at their cell phones. And so there are opportunities when you get reviews like that to visit these with your team, talk about how different training techniques you could do, like helping customer, different customer service training. There's so many things you can do. Again, it depends on if it's a bad grooming situation, talk through it with your grooming team. All right. There also might be scenarios where you're realizing that you might be attracting the wrong customer, right? There were some of those reviews that were like annoyed that we didn't offer a sales price or something. Let's see. This person said false advertising. It was Jessica G, one star, false advertising on items on sale, only to be rudely refused you the discount at the register. I left and then I I then left and won't be back. I'd rather walk an extra mile to the next boutique over my dog for my dog treats than be duped and rudely treated like I was. Okay, that's a real review. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, it probably, I don't know. I'd say maybe it happened because maybe we were running a sale and now the sale was no longer happening. Or maybe that item that this person wanted to buy was on the floor and was missigned and I didn't honor that sales price. Or maybe I wasn't that cool business owner who was just like, Hey, no problem. You know what? It's not accurate, but I'm still going to give it to you because we want to see you back. I I was like tripping over pennies to try to make some dollars, to save some dollars in the big scheme of things, right? Those discounts, refunds, it don't cost much. And you know how much money you make over the lifetime of somebody being your customer? 
thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars or the goodwill and the word of mouth. It's just really, these are bad reviews are always an opportunity to, to review your business and figure out what you could be doing differently and, and better to serve your customers. So when I say attracting the wrong customer, what I mean by that is that in the disc, like maybe if people are thinking your stuff's overpriced, maybe your advertising is trying to attract people who are looking for deals, or maybe your brand gives off a value and discount vibe when that's not the type of business that you are. It's an opportunity to look at how you're attracting people. And know this, as we talk about bad reviews, <laughs> that 19% of reviews that the average business owner receives are negative. Okay. So in the grand scheme of things, you're going to have to deal with an occasional bad review. The average business gets one negative review for every five. So that might seem like a lot, but it will help you keep your rating just above the four-star mark. All right. And something else to consider is that as long as you're above average, which is close to the 4.5 stars, you're actually more desirable to shoppers than almost having a perfect five-star review. Okay. So it's okay to get some bad ones. It means you're a real business. <laughs> and takeaway three here is that I want you to get more reviews. I already shared this, I think twice, that only five to 10% of consumers actually write reviews. So if you are just hoping that your customers are going to say something nice about you on the internet <laughs> or online, that is not a strategy. You need to put something in place to ask for reviews on a regular basis, all right? Because the quality of the reviews that you get are important, what that ranking is, how much people write. Also, the quantity of reviews is important. I will tell you, hands down, pers from personal experience, that when a business has way more reviews than the next business or product that comes up in line for me, I will always, 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 always pick that business. It could be a restaurant, it could be a dentist, you can be a pet business. Okay. I'll always pick one that has way more reviews. So quality of them, quantity of them and recency matters. Okay. Another statistic that I found was that businesses with more than nine reviews and the last 90 days earn 52% more than the average business. Okay. So businesses with more than nine reviews and the last 90 days earn 52% more. What that means is that your shoppers aren't actually looking for hundreds of new reviews all the time. Okay. So don't feel like you need to be getting a lot every week or every month even, but it is manageable for you to get just nine reviews in three months. Okay. You can do that and you could earn 52% more in sales because of that feedback that you're getting. Okay. So our pet boss club members have full trainings on this, on how you can get more reviews. There are platforms out there that will help you do this and help you manage your reviews. All right. So if you are afraid to get started, I would encourage you to look at where you can automate this for yourself. Maybe it's a QR code that's on a sign at your register. Maybe it's in a follow-up text message reminders about after appointments happen, or maybe it's in your email marketing, okay? My goal for you with the whole point of this episode is that you, one, can maybe laugh a little bit or be surprised at the stories that I've had to share and also know you're not alone if you've had crazy review experiences, but two, that you need to get more reviews 
you need to look at your reviews as a lesson for your business and that you need to respond to all of the reviews, good and bad. And one last aha that I had was that there are so many great reviews out there too. So like when I was looking back through all the bad ones and being totally triggered and my stomach already in knots, I feel better now though, guys, I feel better now, now sharing all these stories with you and helping you. I I truly do feel better. (laughs) But in looking at that, in my memory, I was like, oh, there's got to be more. There's got to be a ton of these. But there really weren't. There really weren't. Then there were hundreds of great reviews. Okay. So know that even though those bad ones just burn and sting a little bit longer and sound louder in our heads, that there are so many great things that you are doing in your business. And remember, it just takes way more effort for people to actually write a good review than they feel called to do when they've had a bad experience. So go get those great reviews and know that you are just doing a really great job. My call to action for you, my request of you, our podcast listener, is to leave this show a review, all right? If you listen on Apple or on Spotify, you're able to leave a review. So please do so because that also does help our podcast get seen by more people who you think who who would also maybe it would be valuable to them. But also it does give me that warm fuzzy on the inside. It comes to me that we are on the right track sharing amazing business tips with you, our awesome small business owners in the pet industry. Thank you for your time today and for listening to the Boss Your Business podcast. I can't wait to connect with you again on an upcoming episode. Did you know that we also have a weekly email newsletter and a blog? all full of amazing business building tools for you, completely free resources. And that's how you stay in the know with everything that we have happening at Pet Boss Nation. Now, the best way to get on our email list if you're not currently is to visit petboss.com, scroll to the bottom of the site and jump on our newsletter right there. Because this podcast is just one of the many ways that we provide free tips and resources to pet professionals all over the globe. All right, visit petboss.com to jump on our email newsletter list and you'll find out about newest blog posts, newest podcast episodes, as well as any free webinars or trade shows or appearances that we might be going to. All right, let's stay connected every single week, not just through the podcast, but through your email too. Visit petboss.com.